You're listening to The Moment, an interview podcast series on life. We interview and capture conversations with creative minds, thought leaders, disruptors, and the people that are doing what they love while challenging the status quo. You can find the show notes on our website, themomenthq.com, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. But for now, let's dive into The Moment. Welcome to another episode of The Moment HQ. I'm your host, Monica Cade. Today, our wonderful guest is Francisca Ezeli, and she's the co-founder of Basic Bananas. Now, Basic Bananas is a unique marketing training organization that doesn't quite play by the rules of convention. She's a highly sought-after entrepreneur for pushing the boundaries and doing things a little bit differently in business. Yet her business success hasn't come without a significant life-changing moment, which was losing her father unexpectedly to a heart attack. So let's welcome her aboard. And hi, Francisca. How are you? Hi, Monica. Thanks. I'm, I'm great. Thanks for having me here. A pleasure. It's good to have you. So obviously, you've had a pretty big life-changing moment. And I was wondering if you could share with us what this experience was like in that particular moment when you found out about your dad. Yeah, sure. And, you know, I think everyone has, has lots of those moments. And this one was definitely a major one in my life because it was completely unexpected and out of the blue. So I was already in living in Australia. I've been living in Australia for about 11 years. I'm Swiss originally. I grew up in Switzerland and then moved around a bit. And I was living here, working in advertising and, you know, doing the corporate career thing. And then mm. suddenly... Eight and a half years ago, my brother, I have an older brother, he called me on a Sunday morning and he had to tell me the news that our father, who was 58 at the time, so still pretty young, just had a heart attack and, and passed away within an hour. And it was out of, you know, it was completely unexpected. It was just, I was basically speechless. I couldn't believe it. And, mm. and it took me quite a while to actually grasp that, I'm never going to see him again. Mm. And they they were, he was living in Switzerland with my family there. And it was, yeah, it, it just obviously a lot of things happen when, when things like this happen. And one particular moment that I remember is I had this, uh, when around this time of, the, of when it happened, I just spent a lot of time in the surf and, uh, you know, surfing and, and on my own and walking on the beach. I just needed to, process this information and mm. on one of my uh, walks on the beach on my own I suddenly had this question in my mind which was if I was to die right now would I be happy with what I'm doing mm -hmm. and it was a very clear question that came up in my mind and the answer was also crystal clear it was no I, I, I said to myself that I'm not doing everything that I can to have the impact that I know I can have I know I need to step it up And so I changed, it was life-changing, basically. I, I, I quit my career in advertising. I started my own business with my husband, Christo, mm -hmm. a business called Basic Bananas. And then from there, you know, still now, I, I ask myself that question a lot. It just pops up randomly and I ask myself, if I was to die right now, am I happy with what mm -hmm. I'm doing? Am I doing everything I can to have the impact that I want to have? And if the question is, getting the answer no mm. then I change something but so far it's always been a yes because I just change something if I don't feel that way 
And it's it's a pretty, for me, it's been a, a very incredible question to ask myself. And I still remember a moment I was sitting in a taxi in New York with one of my dear friends. And I looked at her out of the blue and I was just having a really good time. And I looked at her, I said, you know what? If I was to die right now, I'd be okay. And she looked at me like, are you going to die? What's happening? Are you thinking, what, are, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, no, no. But it's, you know, it just came out. And it, if you're not really in the loop of this, it's a little bit weird to say that. Sure. But it just felt that way. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm doing everything I can. I'm having an impact. I'm, I'm you know, uh, I'm leaving a legacy. I'm, I'm, if I was to die right now, I, I'd be okay. I don't yeah. want to die, but I'd be okay. Yeah, it's such a powerful question. And I, when I read that in your blog post, I thought, wow, that is a really wonderful question that anyone can ask themselves at any given moment. And really that answer can kind of help you change course of your life and potentially for the better. Absolutely. And I think we always, you know, no matter where we are at, where we are at in our lives and what life stage we're at and whether we have money or no money or, or family or no family, you can always adjust things. Mm. It's, it's always possible and it's been proven by many, many people that the impossible is possible. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's what I love about creativity and just I often observe myself or other people in their creative outlets and I think, wow, they've just taken this feeling inside them and turned this into whatever it is. Like, for example, an artist, you know, they take that feeling and they just paint something out of nothing. And I just think, wow, isn't that amazing that we all have the capacity to do that and impact the world in so many creative ways? Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Mm. And so during the time that you obviously were going through a grieving process, how did you manage those feelings? Because obviously it's not just something that you get over overnight. And I know in your blog, I read you surfed a lot and you were surfing bigger waves and things like that. And you just didn't have any fear or sense of like, you didn't care about dying or, or anything like that. Do you feel that being in the surf and being out in nature, that was supporting you to move through all those emotions? Yeah, I, I'm not sure if I did ignore a lot of feelings at the time. Mm-hmm. It's possible, but I definitely remember having that sense of, I don't care if I die, mm-hmm. sort of, you know, that sort of feeling you get when you jump out of a, a plane and then you, you land and you have this, there's um euphoria I think it's called or the adrenaline is high and and you can end up doing silly things I felt I was for a few weeks at least I was a little bit I I, I'm always I've always been quite a a fearless person but not unreasonable Mm -hmm. I've always you know jumped into big surf and been maybe a little bit unreasonable with certain things and jumping off cliffs on a snowboard and I've always been like that but I was even more like that I would I would just paddle out into sometimes surf that I should that I knew it was too big for me that yeah can't really handle these sort of waves but I was just I don't care sort of that sort of feeling and also I remember on my birthday which was four days after my dad passed away I got really drunk so I also actually did use alcohol mm-hmm. for a little bit. It, it didn't become a problem, but I just drank a, yeah. a little bit to maybe forget. And it's, you know, one of these things you see from the outside, you see people going down that path because yeah. of grief and it can be hard to catch. And I saw how I'm doing, you know, it's just <laughs> self-destructing a little bit, I guess. Yeah. But I'm not sure exactly, you know, 
why, but it's probably just just numbing some some of the feelings, yeah, I guess. Definitely, we all tend to, you know, use different things to help numb the pain, or even in your situation where you were like going charging big waves. I think. I understand that feeling sometimes like doing something so extreme is another way of, you know, addressing those feelings that are inside you. Yeah. And, you know, I did something else that, that I think helped and that was really cool. My dad, he he never really was into funerals. He would never have wanted a funeral. He didn't, you know, believe in those, those sort of things. And mm-hmm. he would have much preferred, and he also talked about it, you know, having a party. For him, mm-hmm. you know, rather than go and sit in the church, and he was never in into church and a religion, he he wouldn't really, you know, have wanted that. But mm. because we live in a society where that's the norm, and you know, that's what you do. Obviously, you know, they organized a funeral for him, but I actually threw a party for him here in Australia. So I knew that he didn't want the funeral. So I thought, well, then I'm going to throw a party for him. And my dad always loved those, you know, in Switzerland, we have these accordion, uh-huh. Swiss accordion players. Sure. It's like super Swiss music. So I, found, I went to the Swiss Embassy here in Australia and I said, hey, I need some connections. Do you know someone who plays the accordion, a Swiss guy? Mm-hmm. And so I found this old guy, amazing, super nice guy. He's like <laughs> this old retired accordion player. And I said, hey, could you come to my party? I'm throwing a party for my dad in memory of my dad. We're going to drink beer. My dad used to love beer. So uh-huh. I need chocolate. We have chocolate. We have beer. We have music. And we just have a party. And so... I I did it in my backyard. I invited all my close friends and and family members that I have here. So Christos, my husband's family, and we just threw a party for him, and it was really beautiful. It was also emotional, so it was a party. But then also we did a a quick moment of you know remembrance, and it was just a, a very beautiful experience mm. to to do that, and that definitely also helped. I think dealing with with what happened. Yeah. Wow, it's so moving. I'm, I, I know you can't see my face now, but <laughs> I'm very moved by that story, very touched. And so I know you also mentioned that like after this time, you also felt a bit purposeless. And I feel like that's something that so many people experience at some point in their life. And I guess, you know, for you, you then went on to start Basic Bananas. So what could you offer up for people that are experiencing that purposelessness because some people don't always have a clear-cut direction like where they think oh I want to go and do this did you was it clear-cut for you or no and you know what I think it started even before my dad passed away it's actually very interesting so I I've always had purpose all my life I always knew I wanted to make a difference in the world so I I went to I grew up near Bern in Switzerland then I moved to Geneva the French part to study political science and marketing and I moved to Geneva because well mainly because I wanted to study in French and not in German because I prefer way prefer French <laughs> and I just wanted to talk French all day long and also because the United Nations headquarters is in Geneva although they're thinking about moving it but there's a big headquarters there and I wanted to work for the United Nations so I moved there and, and I always had purpose I knew okay I'm gonna work in some crazy countries where they need help you know I, I would have moved to all sorts of crazy countries where there's war zones and things to just go and help you know with what needs to be helped with mm-hmm. and then I moved to Australia, which is not a crazy country. Well, it is in certain ways, but not in those <laughs> ways. And I got married to an Australian. And mm-hmm. suddenly I'm like, 
and I didn't realize it back then, but now looking at it, that's why I was also purposeless purpose because I was like, I'm not really doing what I thought I would be doing. I thought I would, you know, impact lives and, and you know, make a big impact for people that need me. And so I was suddenly here working in advertising, basically doing the opposite. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize what was missing, why I was a little bit, you know, usually I would wake up quite happy and excited about the day ahead and just yeah, you know, I'm doing my thing. And then I didn't have that anymore, even before my dad passed away. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly that happened and it made me almost, it made me wake up a little bit out of my own sort of, you know, doing this, you know, getting up, having a nine to midnight sort of job. Yes. (laughs) Totally doing advertising and working hard and doing fancy lunches and doing all this stuff that I don't really care about. Mm -hmm. Suddenly I was woken up and I was like, really? Like, is this my thing? Am I, is this how I'm going to impact people? No, it's not. And so that's also, I think, why I felt a little bit of purposelessness even before it happened. But then I got woken up about it when my dad passed away and then I could actually you know, just process it a bit better and just live my normal life, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And so then you took the leap to start Basic Bananas. And why were you, why did you choose marketing? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, I first, I started to, when I was in advertising, I used to do a lot of pitching and putting together presentations to gain business. Mm -hmm. And so I first had a company, so I did a lot of presentations. I first started the company showing people how to communicate better and how to put together presentations and then do basically presentation and speaking skills. Mm -hmm. And people kept coming to me for marketing because that's my background. I studied it. I worked in advertising. I worked in marketing back home in Switzerland. It was basically what I'm really good at. Mm -hmm. And so I kept attracting people that needed marketing. And I also realized that with the skills that I learned in corporate advertising, and marketing, if I can take those and I can use them to help small businesses, it will make such a huge impact because small businesses usually have no idea even where to start with marketing. Mm. They just, you know, do random stuff. It's all scattered. It's a little bit here, a bit there. They just don't have focus or direction when it comes to marketing. They also waste a lot of their money and time on stuff that doesn't work for them. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that if I took those skills and basically apply them for small businesses, I can make a huge difference because it's also, I believe it's the small businesses that are driving the economy. It's the small businesses that if they do well, they can support not just their family, but also their environment. If they want to make a bigger impact, it's like a ripple effect. If, mm. if you do well as a business owner, you have a ripple effect that is way beyond what you ever think is possible. And so that's why I, I started Basic Bananas with Christo. Christo already was a business owner. Mm-hmm. He was running a surf business surfboards and a few other brands that he imported through different companies. Mm-hmm. And so we partnered together and, and we launched Basic Bananas as a company to educate small businesses to do better marketing, to mm-hmm. create marketing that works, that is cost effective and that has a huge impact on their business to grow. And so we, we started in Sydney where I'm based and then we now are running in six cities around Australia. We launched in Canada two months ago only actually it's very exciting and new we also started in the US two years ago and so it you know my big I have big visions and my big vision is definitely to impact hundreds and thousands of small businesses positively 
through education. And it, we're on the way to fulfilling that vision because, you know, it's very interesting too. I had a shift where I thought, huh, you know, I'm not working in Afghanistan and, and in Pakistan and the countries where I thought I need to go to make a difference. Yeah. But actually, I'm making probably an even, even bigger difference now because I can touch all these people to then make a difference as, you know, as I mentioned, the ripple effect of awesome, basically. Yeah, exactly. And I can tell how passionate about it you are. And I think it's so uh, profound that when we arm people with education, it's like the key to them growing and then helping others grow. And as you said, that ripple effect continues and that's when we really make a difference. And it's, you know, just by touching one person's life in front of us, we can touch so many more through that too. Exactly. And as exactly your spot on, you know, education, no matter what sort of education really is important and can even, you know, if you use education right, you can lift people out of poverty. Education is at the core of a lot of problems that we have and challenges that we face in today's world. Mm, Exactly right. Because I am a firm believer that unless we're even aware of what we might not be doing right or how we could do something better, we can't possibly make any kinds of change because we're just, we don't know any better. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so what are some of the challenges that you have faced and how have you overcome them? Oh, that's a good question. Mm. I guess one, so starting a business is not easy. Mm. And I've started a few businesses now. Basic Bananas was one of the first ones and is our biggest one. Then we've also got a branding agency called The Business Hood. We've got uh, uh, another small business, which I only just launched half a year ago, called Ocean Lovers, which is all about celebrating the ocean and organizing events to do good things, to raise awareness for the ocean and things like that. So it's it's... It's not easy to start a business, mm-hmm. but it's fun. But one of the first challenges that comes to mind that I definitely had to learn a lot was building a really good team. Mm-hmm. And now I believe that we have we are incredibly fortunate to have such a great team around us here at Basic Grounds. I'm sitting here at the Basic Grounds HQ headquarters and. That was definitely one of the the biggest challenges was to find the right people to join us on the mission. I think now it's easier because we probably got better at it. But that was one of the biggest challenges at the start. And then I guess also just understanding what to focus on and also not giving up. And one of the, you know, biggest advices that I, pieces of advice that I give myself and that, that I have from the very beginning is don't take everyone's advice. Mm. I've had people in the beginning, I've paid a mentor at the very beginning when I first started Basic Bananas. I paid a, a woman who is a very successful business woman to be my mentor. Mm-hmm. And she told me that the name Basic Bananas is the worst idea that she's ever seen. And that I should definitely not call this business Basic Bananas. Mm-hmm. I didn't take her advice because I come from marketing <laughs> and advertising and I'm also stubborn. Yeah. And so I just thought, no. No, I'm going to use that name. So that's one piece of advice I'm not going to take from her. I'll yeah. take other advices, that uh, pieces of advice she's giving me, but not that one. So, And, of course, now she looks back at me and she goes, like, I'm so glad you didn't listen. <laughs> like, yeah, me too. I'm glad too. And so, you know, a challenge is maybe also that you get a lot of different people telling you what to do and what not to do. And sometimes it's conflicting information. So you have to almost learn to rely on your own intuition to know which 
advice you want to take and don't get confused about all this information. I know a lot of small businesses that we work with, they have such overwhelm because someone tells them to do this, someone tells them to do this, and it's just, I don't know even where to start. So it's like we're basically filtering, putting a filter on and filtering through what you want to implement and maybe what you can put on the back shelf. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you completely. Even I sometimes think, oh my God, there's so much going on out there. And especially for small businesses, there's everything coming at you left, right and center. And to, I think it's honing that skill of going, okay, I like what this person's saying, I'll take that but I have to ultimately trust that what I feel is the right thing as well. Yeah, and also I'm definitely, when you know, this is a good topic maybe for your listeners. When you do seek out a mentor or someone for any sort of advice, it doesn't matter whether it's in business or life or investment or anything like that, find people that actually are walking to talk. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, if I want to get advice in, say, property investment, I'm going to talk to someone who has lots of properties that they invest in, not someone who has never invested in anything but claims to be an expert. And that's because you want to learn from people who actually walk to talk. Yes, agreed, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) So I've got some signature questions for you now. So tell me what moves you? You know, the first word that came up was the ocean. The ocean moves me. I yeah, agree. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. The ocean too. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. And uh, what do you believe is your greatest asset? My brain, my ideas. Wonderful. And what are you afraid of? I'm not afraid of many things anymore. I used to be afraid of dying, mm-hmm. and now I'm not. How did you get over that? You know, I've done in the last uh, probably two or three years, I've become really interested in meditations and mm-hmm. and sort of spiritual things. So I'm doing a lot of that sort of stuff. And, and I've got a lot of, I, go, I speak at a lot of conferences and sometimes I bump into really interesting people. And I've met a lot of sort of, you know, energy people and, and people that look into the past, the future and things. And some of them that I really, guys that I look up to that I think, yeah, you know, you, I think you're a fair income have told me about this soul thing you know you you have a soul and your soul keeps journeying so it doesn't mean that and I believe in that now mm. it doesn't and you're I believe in it too because I try to explain why you know when you meet a person and sometimes you meet someone and you're like wow I, I know this person yeah. you've never met them before or you meet someone and you really just don't like the person even without ever exchanging a word you just have a almost a reaction mm-hmm. and that I think is maybe because we've already met somewhere in a different sort of life so this is gonna this sounds a little bit woo-woo maybe for our listeners but that is the reason why I'm not scared anymore because I believe that I'm, I'm just in this world now in this body but my soul is inside or I don't know where my soul is but I think mm-hmm. so somewhere and it keeps journeying and also because I'm doing everything that I can in this lifetime so I'm, I'm giving it all my all I'm not waiting for the perfect moment to give everything that I can give yeah oh awesome very inspiring okay and my last question is what is the greatest piece of wisdom that you've been given? Oh, that is such a hard question, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love, you know, anything Einstein. I'm thinking about Einstein. Mm-hmm. Einstein is, I'll share this one. Einstein has a quote, which I can't give you word by word, but it goes along the lines of anyone can make things sound complex, but only a few can make 
the complex simple. Mm. And it's a real skill to be able to make the complex simple. And I, that's my, in my life, one of my big philosophies is to simplify, to not make things complicated, but to simplify. It's very easy. Human, human beings have a, a huge tendency to complicate everything. We make things more complicated than they have to be. And I am a big believer, and I think it's great wisdom to simplify. Simplify your life. Don't make things more complicated than they have to be. Yeah, absolutely. And it ties back to your original, uh, you know, quote or mantra, you know, if I was to die right now, would I be happy with the way that I'm living? Again, such a simple question. Yeah, it's very simple. Mm, It is very simple. And maybe that is the greatest wisdom too. That's, I just got in my, you know, that question that you just shared that I shared at the beginning. Yeah, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for talking to us today. It was such a great interview. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. You're a great interviewer. Oh, thank you. Take care.